Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Shift. Uh, this is the part two of last week's episode with Dee Malumbi. In this part, we talk about um, porn and we talk about the documentary Our Father and we also talked about intimacy coaches on movies and TV shows now, which is like a new thing. So that was super interesting. And uh, Dee's absolutely amazing. Delighted to have had her on basically two episodes because we talked for so long. And if you want to see the video for this, it is on the Patreon. So Patreon forward slash The Shift Podcast. I also put up stand up there and uh, solo episodes so there's like tons of stuff up there uh, also if you want to like rate and review that'd be amazing too but other than that thanks so much for listening enjoy this episode and i will talk to you next week but just actually um touching off the uh porn thing i do think that that because that is another kind of that is a, another form of cinema i don't know how artistically you know kind of great it is but that's another thing i do think we need to talk about with uh young people is that porn is there and I'd like to kind of get rid of the shame around it um but I like because I like I remember when I was young and getting caught out with like watching it and like just so much shame like I know that as an Irish person we're kind of inbuilt to feel guilt and shame like about a lot of things anyway but like you know as long as like you're watching it and you know that it isn't real like I would have liked if like the conversation that I had with my mom was like yeah but just so you know that isn't real you're not expected to do those things uh you should be able to have a conversation with your partner about what you would and wouldn't like to do I think that that's another conversation um that needs to be talked about and again is it I I don't want to like say like it's up to the media like maybe it is up to the parents but I think it's a general like cultural shift that we need to have um to just be more open about um all of those things because I think that even like I feel like our generation is still like shaking off a lot of these very archaic um you know ideas when it comes to uh sex and everything and that's why it's so great we have podcasts like this I know so but even me so much <laughs> but even, even me talking about it you know like I'll post videos and you'll always have guys like shaming me or like um you know where I have I have that joke where I say about learning about orgasms but in it I say oh I've been lying to all of these men and the men and men who always write all and it's like fuck off you know I'm like 30 nearly 32 and I shouldn't even have to explain that it doesn't matter how many sexual partners I have but um but there's still a lot of yeah and then the fact that I talk about this and people would be like oh my god you know and I'm sure to my family members they'd be like oh my god I can't believe she's on this talk about that so there's still elements of um of shame to it for sure you said something there and I was going to say something to it what what did you say oh porn yeah the thing is as well so I I was seeing this guy oh um a few years ago 
and he wanted like really like violent and like jackhammer like in you know wanted to like ask me could he come on my face and I was like no god no uh, that's not my thing but like for anybody else whose thing that is that's fine but it's okay for it like not to be my thing but like very uh w- w- choky wanted to be wanted me to punch him and choke him and also told me he struggled with hard on so he had to like take blue chew but I remember like I said to him I was like well could we just try having like slow intimate sex because and it's fine if you lose your hard on um but like this is what I'm into so let's try it And when we tried that, he didn't lose his heart on. And I think he was putting way too much pressure on himself. It's like it's like watching a movie star uh, do something unrealistic. Like, I don't know, like, um, you know, uh, I can't think of I'm like I'm blanking now on an unrealistic thing that like a big football star and then thinking you can just go out and do the same thing. No, it's like a movie. It's not real. So he was like watching porn and thinking and then his body couldn't keep up with it. And when we had like what I would enjoy like kind of slow intimate sex he was able to do it he came and he was like oh I've never done sex like that and so all of his ex-partners all it was like porn style sex and I was like oh yeah so this is a different type of sex yeah you know? yeah I mean um oh I had a train of thought there yeah no but I suppose it just goes back to kind of what I was saying about it's so it's so important to have this conversation with both men and women because like obviously I can't speak to I don't because I'm not a boy. I don't know like what boys have exactly been told or taught like growing up. Um, Sometimes I feel like maybe there's a bit of you can do whatever you want kind of talk. And that's why, you know, we do have these like, you know, um, cases of sexual assault come out Um, like really quite violent ones as well. I feel like what I was taught like growing up as like a kid was be careful and protect yourself and that was like no and that's like that's not that's not just in like a you know condoms kind of way but like kind of protect yourself like kind of you know protect your heart protect yourself physically um I feel like that's a very kind of Irish conservative thing as well um and I just don't think it was like realistic because like I was gonna have like my heartbroken and I don't see why I should like go out and like be afraid all the time either yeah Um, well exactly what you said women are always taught to protect themselves if it's like that your heart be careful with that but also oh don't walk down a dark alley and I know it's just realistic we have to protect ourselves and you shouldn't be walking down dark alleys but it's kind of shoved down women like be careful don't get too drunk because a guy will take advantage of you when a girl gets too drunk and that happens well how much were you drinking did you watch your drink did you cover your drink and that's always and no matter every woman I know that's always like shoved down there and I just don't think I think the same parents should be shoving it down their son's throat don't put a pill in a woman's drink don't take advantage of her for she's too drunk don't be creeping down a dark alley or whatever do you know I just feel like there's the onus is on women and even when women are assaulted it's like well what were you doing what were you wearing where were you how much did you drink instead of like this doesn't matter that doesn't that shouldn't even be on the table this guy assaulted her like why is that even why is that even coming about like the it's just already setting up like it's okay because she was drunk it's okay because she didn't want mind her drink the whole time I fucking hate that shit yeah I mean, it's kind of uh, to quote a movie with great power comes great responsibility. But I do think that that's kind of um, something we haven't been kind of ingraining in our young men enough. Um, I don't know if it's that it's been direct or subliminal, this whole like idea of like, 
you can do whatever you want. But there hasn't been enough of a like, and I'm not saying like we need kind of some kind of archaic notion of chivalry, but just like, you know, look after women, you know, like why can't the fact that like you're bigger and stronger than us mean that like you actually look out for and protect us? Like, why would you kind of exploit that and like take advantage of us? Um, I just think that it kind of makes everyone miserable and it's just unrealistic for everyone at the end of the day um so yeah I think that there are a lot of and I mean like I said I think that we have gotten better in terms of you know um gender relations and what a guy and a girl should be but I still think that there is such a long way to go because I get so depressed whenever like the latest story of an assault comes out and it's how much was she drinking? What was she wearing? Like, why are those always the automatic questions? Why can't they be, why did he assault her? He shouldn't have assaulted her. Like, it's it's always on her. It's so, I find it so infuriating. And like, it's, it's really upsetting that in this day and age, like, it's still like yeah. coming back to that. There's so many yeah. hypocrisies because it's like, well, firstly, you're watching young girls are watching movies or the girls are wearing like, you know, like revealing clothes, which is totally fine. Wear what you want. Um, and being like the prettiest they can be. And then they're and then I think women are also told to be like pretty and amenable and be nice and friendly. Um, and it's very hard because like I have a friend who's not like that. And like the amount of people who've been like, oh, I always thought she was a bitch. And it was always guys, multiple guys who'll say that to me because mm-hmm. I hang around with her and then she knows about this as well. And I'll always be like, why? And they're like, well, she doesn't really smile. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not her duty to smile. And it always, they, that's their mm-hmm. expectant is, if, oh, she doesn't smile at me. She's a bitch because they've been raised. And it, yeah, anyway, and in, in fairness to all those guys, when we have the conversation, they're always like, oh my God, why am I like this? Yeah. And then the third hypocrisy is we, especially live in the Western society, there is a lot of like, um, like I would say is Islam, I can't say the word, <laughs> Jesus, Islamophobia, um, you know, and a lot of criticizing women who wear, who cover themselves up. Okay. And I, if they want to do that, great. If they don't want to do it and they're forced to do it, that's awful, of course. But if they want to do it, great. But my point is that's our same society criticizes them for that, but then critics will use what a woman wears against her when we're meant to be the society where it's like, oh, wear what you want, do what you want. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as she's assaulted, it's like, well, what was she wearing? Um, yes. And uh, to quote a very new case was the rape case in Ireland um, just a few years ago where they used her tongue. So even though mm-hmm. if listeners are listening to this and be like, well, we haven't seen that in a while, we can quote a case that was only like what three years ago yeah yeah so So i just think there's a lot of hypocrisies here you know it should Mm -hmm. never if you're a society where you say no wear what you want and be do what you want and who who you can't then use that against somebody in in the future yeah and and also like how are we supposed to protect ourselves but also be very polite and very like nicey nicey to everyone we meet it's freaking impossible like the standards that we are held to like yeah it's just Oh, yeah. Oh, like, oh, you should. Uh, so there's a weirdo in the street. Uh, you know, do I smile at him so that he doesn't like get mad and attack me because I have like a bitch face? Or do I what if I smile at him? Then he might think he can approach me. And I have those conversations in my head all the time walking home at night because there's always some fucking weirdo. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, there's always going to be like and we're not saying all men are bad and there's always going to be the dodgy version. But uh, yeah, it's still just going forward. We need to teach. And it's just uncomfortable for parents. And I think it's uncomfortable probably for mothers sometimes. Then it's uncomfortable for fathers. They haven't learned how to communicate. It's all fucked. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. I mean, like I said, I kind of, I, I do try 
I do try to be like hopeful that it is getting better. Um, but the good thing is that we are like having these conversations and I know there will always be like second, sorry. I don't know if I'm like curse on this podcast. Oh my God. Yeah. We talk about like uh, everything you can, I said okay. earlier. Okay. Grant, grant. But there'll always be like the fucking like sexist trolls who will just like mm-hmm. be the lowest common denominator with their comments. Um, oh, it's, it's very annoying. I remember I did, um, I, I did this interview uh, that that actually did quite well online, but someone on YouTube commented that I look like Sid's girlfriend from Ice Age, who's like this kind of ugly kind of sloth looking girl. And I thought it was like a little, like a bit of my teeth. And I was, I was really insecure about my teeth at the time. Uh, so I remember finding that really upsetting. And the thing that upset me the most about the comment is how many likes it got. But I mean, I should just kind of think, oh, well, that's like all the like, shitty people in the world and ignore them and I remember like talking to my therapist about it because I know it sounds so ridiculous but it just got really into my head and she was like like try to kind of refigure Sid's girlfriend in your head like you like animation think of it as like a cute little you know slothy character or something like that um so that's what I ended up doing I know that's like so mild compared to like so many um other comments out there like I'm very I'm very against the whole commenting thing general my thing is like if you don't have something nice to say don't say anything at all Mm. Uh, because you never know like what someone's going through or what kind of day they're having or what kind of like big impact like you could have on um their life and that's just like something that took you like two seconds didn't make you feel that much better about yourself and you're making this person feel so shitty um I do I know that people there have been instances where you know people have gone back at the trolls um and kind of ended up kind of engaging and pointing out that the troll is actually like having like a really shit day or feeling like really shit about themselves so those kind of stories always give me comfort and I have to remind myself of those when I see the nasty comments because it's like they're just they're actually releasing something that's really sad within them and it's not really actually uh personal at all but that's that's another thing that I think that um is something that like I really kind of hate in the contemporary world and I think to be honest like the thing is like the guys and girls can be as nasty but I do think that the guys do tend to go for the you know lowest common denominator sexist thing just that little bit more you know oh 100 um, I put out uh between the two between the three social medias and I'm putting out usually the same clips but in putting out uh you know maybe three or four clips a week on and multiply that by so it's 12 when I do all the social medias let's say and I get so many trolls so many she's ugly like what is she saying interpreting the the joke completely wrong like a man get really like that joke about me saying I didn't have an orgasm till I moved here like if that joke is about me not knowing about my body me not learning how to masturbate like it's not a shame on the men at all and like the, there's a line where I say oh I was lying to all these men but that's not about the guys it's just about me being like yeah yeah, yeah. and the men and men who took that offensively and are like um like getting mad at me and I'm like firstly I didn't sleep with you and secondly yeah. this has nothing to do with you guys this has to do with women not being taught about their body but they like people interpret I I have a clip up now where so many people are interpreting it so wrong and I had to like pin a comment and be like hey you guys can fight on this but that's not what I meant but um but my point is that a lot of time when I first was getting all the mean comments and people saying I'm ugly you actually get like 70 percent 
comments of people saying nice things and you just have to we're so quick to focus on the negative mm-hmm. um and then even if it is ne- a lot a lot negative when you click on those people's pages they're they're no god's gift either you know and they're just projecting because they don't feel attractive or they don't feel like they get enough attention off women or they're angry or whatever it is annoying because it's yeah. really hacky and you're just like oh think of something new at this point but um but yeah it's just like very it's just like they're all just losers you know but who has that time like why would you not like like if you know I'm sure that if like you know someone didn't like your work you'd rather okay just don't follow me like why follow someone and spend your time why why follow someone who you like don't like or don't get the work of and then just spend your time like writing nasty shit I just don't get why you would use your time like that yeah there's it just seems so wasteful to me oh no yeah but that's what I mean they've done better to be doing um one guy wrote under mine something mean and I saw that he was following me and I was like like I put like laughy face laughy face like why are you following me then and he was like yeah I just don't think you're funny and I was like that's totally fine you don't have to think I'm funny because that's the thing no one is gonna like and this is no comedian should have the expectation that everybody's going to find them funny. You just need to find enough people that find you funny that you can fucking pay your bills. And then if it keeps going forward, if you find more people that you can get like successful and then more they can get famous. But even famous people, there's a huge group of people who do not like them, do not find them funny, humorous, objective. I would never expect everybody to find me funny. That would be unrealistic. So I was like, of course, my humor is not for you, but I don't understand why you're following me. Just unfollow because like he's getting he's following me, getting angry every time he sees me post a clip just unfollow you don't need to be here you don't need to hate follow you don't need to and then the other thing too there was something else you said but yeah I don't know what Sid's girlfriend looks like but you're also hot and like a woman like so don't (laughs) and we're all hot do you know what I mean like to to, you know so like but like it doesn't matter you could be like technically the most beautiful thing in the world and a troll would be like wow I see that small scar above your eye like you know it's just like or oh she's too like are you you must have had work done that you're like women are always they're criticized they're going to say something people are going to say something it's exhausting and it's always again like and maybe because of movies where guys don't have to be like there is obviously really good looking actors but I think there's more more pressure on women mm-hmm. to be good looking I would say maybe now there's pressure on guys to be ripped because I feel like there's a big mm-hmm. workout culture so I can't speak for men because I'm sure they'll message me after this being like I feel the pressure to look like Zach Efron and I'll be like okay yeah. sorry yeah I think no, definitely there's a more of a trend of like the good looking women um because the good looking women can end up with the good looking men or they can end up with the nerdy type that I was talking about earlier so definitely it's more of a trope also um women don't last as long in Hollywood in terms of age like think about how many movies can you think about women who are like 40 plus very very few actresses that age working in Hollywood whereas you have like actors who can just keep going on well into their like 50s and 60s and they keep dating younger yeah I I, so I just yeah someone took like a um a survey of like Tom Cruise now it might have maybe the average has changed slightly with Top Gun Maverick because I think Jennifer Connelly is a little closer to him in age, but like Tom Cruise was getting older and like literally his on-screen partner was like consistently staying the same age. It was like so gross. No, that is gross. I think that's uh, yeah. Ooh, 
I'm trying to think of um, the only thing that's been great for this is I, people shit on Pete Davidson, but like him dating older women is is really great because like, <laughs> I, I mean, they're all gorgeous, so it doesn't matter. But I mean, that's not what you usually see in Hollywood. And he is he is paving the way. <laughs> he has done it. With, what? This is his third woman who's way older than him, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So good for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's hard too as well because when you see in the movies where the guy is like 15, 20 years older, I'm like, whatever you're into, but unrealistic long-term as well. Like long-term when you're 60, he's 80. And then mm. he's probably going to croak. you got a good 20 years by yourself. <laughs> I will say when you said about how things are changing, um, what's great about that, so obviously my boyfriend is five years younger than me and automatically asked about consent. Um, he's had conversations before as well with previous partners too like he's very like um like it's just more clued in with stuff and with sex and with like um he's never yeah everything is always a conversation and he's more open to sex stuff that that I would be and more comfortable but I think it's because he's he's younger yeah yeah I do I do think that it's like young people I don't know if it's like the I do think the conversations are being had a bit more in media. I know that normal people has been kind of our gone like go to example, but I mean, it was so trailblazing in that regard. And the other great thing about it was that even if they didn't tell their parents, everyone did see it. So I think it's really important for those kind of, you know, um, film and TV examples when they're talking about something that's really forward and really positive. It is good and important for everyone to see it and to kind of, um, you know start a conversation um, I am um, sorry I lost my train of thought go on no worries I have two more things to ask you and I know I've take, taken up way too much of your time but well the first thing I'll just say before I ask you the next question you know where we say like okay remember that porn is just like a sci-fi it's like fantasy okay you mm-hmm. don't expect to walk out to an apocalypse just because you watch the, the one thing I will say though is I have had two um com- heard two comedians talk about this here I'll have to see if one of them will come on and talk about it but how porn was stop them being able to come during sex and once they cut out porn they could come during sex so I do think there is a physical correlation with porn sometimes for some certain people that this this guy was saying he could only get off if it, if he was watching porn two of them one of them like he had to cut it out and like really withdraw so there can be actual physical whereas if I watch a sci-fi movie I'm not going to expect that I go outside and I all of a sudden can't breathe the air do you know I, like I'm not going to just all of a, if I watch a movie about an agoraphobic I'm not going to just instantly become an agoraphobic maybe if i was watching it well that's the other thing as well maybe don't maybe if i watched a movie every night about agoraphobics i might get in my head and stay indoors so that's the other thing it's like make sure you're doing it in a moderation of course if you're watching something every night you're gonna you're gonna tune your body into like only being able to come if there's like 17 people on a screen and an umbrella or whatever the fuck they're doing you know so yeah yeah i mean i suppose um the whole idea of like porn being fantasy I feel like that's kind of something that we've only again like acknowledged recently like porn has been around for a while and people have been like sneakily watching it it's just we haven't talked about the fact that like people are sneakily watching it and especially we haven't acknowledged that women have been watching it like tip like the standard has always been like you know guys watch porn and they get all their ideas from that but like women have been watching it too and they've been getting ideas some like negative and some positive um and I don't think like porn is you know all negative either like it can be a really you know exciting and interesting thing for like a couple to kind of you know watch and um 
you know, experience together and can give them a few ideas, you know, after so many years. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Um, so yeah, no, definitely there are like um positives to it as well. I just think that there needs to be more of a discussion around it because it's been I I and I don't think this is like just an Irish thing either. I think it's been worldwide that we we don't talk about the fact that like porn exists and that most people are watching it. Yeah. No. Yeah, I never knew women. I'm like sometimes I'm like I was probably way too naive before I came here, but I never knew women were watching it really to be honest until I met my American friends over here. That's just because nobody was talking about it at home, but I'm sure if I talk to my Irish friends now I, I think most of them probably were aren't or weren't, but I'm sure there'd be the odd person who'd be like, oh, I actually, I remember one time when I started this podcast, an Irish friend being like, oh yeah, no, I do use vibrators. I just wasn't talking about it. Everybody acted like it was weird, you know? So um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about was uh, before we go, if that's okay, intimacy coaches. You said there's intimacy mm-hmm. coaches now. in, And I just saw that in the 10% because I was watching it because I had to do like a promo video for it. Yeah. Um, so I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna start watching the series. But uh yeah. and there was an intimacy coach in it, and I was like, what the hell is that? I didn't know actors had that. Yeah, so this is kind of a really interesting now. I couldn't say like exactly when it started, um, but I just find it really interesting that there's been this trend in Hollywood. Obviously, you know, there have been, you know, sex scenes in cinema for a long time. You know, they are, you know, exciting, they add to like, you know, the romance and the drama and all of this stuff. Um Before there were intimacy coordinators, directors would um, direct the sex scenes. And I think that when it comes to that level of intimacy between two people, let alone two actors, you need someone who's going to handle it like really quite delicately because they're not like other scenes. You know, people are, you know, naked and vulnerable, like literally you could not be more vulnerable than you are when you are wearing no, no clothes. So I just find it really interesting that it used to be the directors handling it. And actually there were like a couple of like, you know, problematic like stories with that over the years. Like I remember one story I heard about in particular, which I find really like quite upsetting. There was this movie called Last Tango in Paris uh, made with Marlon Brando. And I think Marie, Marita Schneider or Marie, Maria. No, I think it's Marie Schneider was her name. And there is this very famous sex scene in it where um, Marlon Brando basically I'll just put it bluntly puts butter up her bum and apparently like the way that they choreographed it like they didn't talk it through like with the actress at all and he was kind of I don't want to say he was assaulting her on film but there just there wasn't a conversation with exactly what Marlon was going to do with her and it ended up being like quite uh like rough and violent uh scene and they say and like obviously the finished product kind of like speaks for itself and like she would have like kind of tried to make it like sexual like in the moment and everything but like having read about it since I'm like I'm just completely like repulsed by that now I think it's absolutely horrible but like you can imagine that maybe there were other instances like that happening but what an intimacy coordinator does is um he or she will basically go in and uh speak with the two actors about what they're comfortable doing about what they're comfortable in uh, showing and basically everything like that. Um, like the like sex scenes have always been like, you know, choreographed, but because of the intimacy coordinator, basically you have the actors saying exactly what they're comfortable with, as opposed to before when they were choreographed, it's like, you do this, she does that, you know? And I think that that's just 
you know, I think that that's a really good thing. And normal people, uh, the two actors in that, uh, Paul Mescal and Daisy Edgar Jones, they talked extensively about the fact that they had this intimacy coordinator who um, they worked with. And um, I think, to be honest, the sex scenes really actually benefited from it because you do have this level of intimacy that you don't see in other projects. And I know that Bridgerton also had an intimacy uh, coordinator um, work with them, which I think was really important um, because like those scenes are like they're quite raunchy and you would want to know after the fact that those actors were comfortable with everything that they you know, show that they showed and did in those scenes. So I think that that's um, that's another thing that has come out of like more kind of contemporary Hollywood that I think is a step in the right direction. Like I said, still a long way to go, but um, it's it's good when you hear about uh, things like that that are happening. Because um, I think that it's there's like I said, it's it's for both men and women that there are so many more like conversations that we need to have um, around sex and consent and stuff like that but you know these kind of little steps they mean a lot oh 100 and um i think even not just about the well firstly actually before i say this when they do sex scenes do they have like do the men wear a thing that covers their penis yeah usually like i i i i remember um uh for apparently for game of thrones it was like a pink fluffy sock and people have talked about uh jamie dornan was talking about uh on the graham norton show how he was offered like basically different sizes <laughs> which is kind of i feel kind of bad for the guy you'd hope it was adjustable because basically like whoever offered those props like knows exactly what size he um and i know that uh so that's I, I think that that's kind of funny um but yeah and apparently there's like a little um you know tape that women can wear and stuff like that I know uh Dakota uh Johnson for example for 50 Shades of Grey she had like kind of a tape there and apparently they gave her a bit of a bush in like yeah. post-production through CGI so they're all different kind of uh levels with how much you can be covered I still think that a uh, bit of a hypocrisy with like women's boobs just seem to be out quite often and men don't get out their penis nearly as much I'm just saying but it has improved there are definitely more dongs on the screen <laughs> than there used to be but uh yeah and and also like I also find it funny how um yeah no it is it is getting better it's funny because I was listening to you were talking about um I, I it just comes to mind how you were talking about the Bridgerton season two about how there is no sex and then just tits out you know and they're just there um it yeah, was like an afterthought at the end that. it was like oh well like, fuck we didn't put any tits in this we must yeah. get her breasts out <laughs> and literally Leland walked in at the last episode and he was like maybe I should have been watching this show and I was like nah <laughs> you've seen it all you've seen it all in these five yeah, minutes yeah but um another uh movie and it's not about sex but I also think it covers consent because uh, Leonardo DiCaprio uh when he cut his hand in um what was that movie? Oh, uh, Janko and Chained. Yeah, and then he spread the mm-hmm. blood over the actress's face, and apparently she had no idea about that 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 was going to happen. And that's like, yeah. if you're putting your fucking DNA on me, you better ask me before. Yeah, and I mean, she had like her mouth open and everything, so it was quite grotesque. Um, I remember I also read about that, and like rewatching her reaction, I was like, oh my god, I get it. Like the whole thing about so this is interesting because. That um, scene I mentioned to you, the Marlon Brando one, they also were like, oh, this is method acting. And with that Leonardo DiCaprio bit, they also said, oh, it's method acting. Mm -hmm. But it's like, no, if, okay, whatever about 
method acting if like it's something you're doing in the moment when it involves someone else and like you know doing something to them without permission then no fuck method acting like that's just that's just being exploitative you know so yeah no I I I don't agree with that at all no a hundred percent and then another uh just before I forget it, another great, and I meant to say it earlier, uh, show m- the morning show shows a great um, mm. sexual assault scene, like a know, rape yeah. scene where he does it, where she doesn't say no, but she doesn't say yes. And you can see exactly like in the other, the Mad Men, where she looks way into the distance, she like checks out and he's like, basically like, you want this? Yeah, of course you do. And he's like pushing her down and she's like not saying anything. And I think that is a great scene to show how, you know the where she hasn't said no but you can clearly see she's being assaulted yeah yeah I think that's again kind of a conversation we have to have and that actually reminds me of uh there's this series on uh Netflix that came out um Anatomy of a Scandal I watched it yeah 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 which kind of has a similar enough scene uh that takes place in an elevator where he's uh very physical towards her and she says not here and he interprets that as like Basically, he goes for it anyway, even though not here means not there, but he goes for it anyway. Um, But she says like that that was no. And then in court, they eventually, you know, contest that. Well, it wasn't no, which is like absolute bullshit. But I mean, it's good that, you know, these kind of shows are coming out so that people can see. That's an example of not giving consent, because that's another kind of, I suppose, tricky subject matter, because all our lives we've been taught no means no. But we haven't been taught that not saying no me doesn't mean yes, if that makes 100%. sense, the double negative. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can read someone's body. And like here again is another great example where he had already slept with her multiple times. So he just presumes it's OK to again. And I love how she said in it, the lawyer said uh, rape in a marriage was legal up until the early 90s in the UK, which I had no idea about. So it's like we really got to address those that just because you had a relationship or just because you had sex with them before doesn't mean you can have sex with them again or you're entitled their body like you're like you still have to check and make sure that that's what they want yeah the documentary uh series our father actually that's another one that looks at like um laws to do with consent um because uh for anyone who hasn't seen it it's basically about uh this fertility doctor in um the u.s i forget what which part of the US off the top of my mind now but he was like you know critically acclaimed a lot of like women went to him and then it turned out that he had actually inseminated all of these women with his own semen as opposed to you know their husband or their partner of choices um and he had all of these like you know children everywhere and the issue was that there was no law that they could bring him to court over which I think is just so nuts like something that's so that's such violation that he was literally putting his sperm into these women and it wasn't rape. It's nuts. That is absolutely nuts to me. It should that be also, yeah. it's a hundred percent rape and it should be also like some sort of, uh, I saw, um, there's a girl, a comedian that I know here called Laura high and she's a sperm donor baby, but, uh, mm-hmm. she taught, she goes through the things about it and she said it's only guidelines so there the, there's no law but the thing is guidelines don't do it which is absolutely insane but there should be gene laws because all of those women who got pregnant their children are at risk of f- having sex with their fucking half brother or sister and not knowing it and falling in love and there because ha- there has to be like you have to be able to connect 
where so that your child doesn't end up having sex with their because it's very easy to happen Mm -hmm. um jack comstock was on this podcast before and his father was a sperm donor and he actually had met um his uh they had been in the same bar um as his half brother uh because they would have went to the same bar in nebraska and he had said to him when they found out because they found out through ancestry.com like 13 kids have come out and um, where they use the father's sperm but actually him and that guy were at the same bar at for the same comedy show so i was like you're lucky it wasn't a girl you could have because he's a my friend jack's pretty horny he could have you know um so it's like the, that and i mean that's all was all done legally because it was but i mean there there has to be there needs to be new like laws or new like let's make sure everybody's safe for the future with with this sort of stuff as well and yeah that doctor that doctor has to go to prison because that is rape yeah no it was absolutely nuts and and yeah speaking of like so some of his children had like um inherited like some of his like medical conditions and stuff like that oh my god stop i didn't even think about that yeah so it was horrible and like without like knowing because they don't know who their father is but like it was so upsetting as well because as well as the children the documentary was like interviewing like the mothers the women who had Mm -hmm. you know gone through all of this and they were just so like upset and distraught by all of this like it completely I mean the only thing that the documentary was missing was I would have loved to hear as well but maybe just none of them like wanted to participate which is fair enough because it's probably such a traumatic thing I would have loved to hear from the fathers because I'd say that that was such a horrific thing to have like taken away from you you know for you to think that this is your child and then it turns out like your doctor inseminated them you know oh sorry I thought it was I haven't seen the series so I thought it was that they went to him and they'd picked a sperm I thought they were sperm but no that the father thinks it's his sperm so often, I'm, I'm not sure if it was, it seemed to be the majority of the cases. I'm not sure if it was every single one, but it would be um, a married couple who were having fertility issues who were going oh. to this, this doctor, which is so messed up. It's just, oh, I mean, it's like, I'm so glad that it's like kind of come out um, and you'd half wonder like how many people would like, you know, get their DNA tested around that state and like find out exactly uh, where they come from because apparently like the numbers are still like growing oh oh yeah so sorry I thought it was that they were getting sperm donors or maybe like that the father's sperm couldn't work and he's picking like a person like you remember in that episode of friends where he's like okay we should pick this guy now I know they didn't do that in the end but like I thought it was like oh the dad's sperm didn't work or the woman was a single mother and she's like okay I'm, I'm picking this from a sperm bank and then the doctor was putting in his own sperm so that's why I was like why was like for you don't but yeah. this is like they actually thought okay so this is my husband so there's no worry yeah. they they probably wouldn't even have thought oh there's any worry of my child going out and meeting uh jesus yeah. christ yeah. i mean some of them were there there was at least one maybe a couple of single mothers who thought they were getting someone else's oh even but that you've picked were, out your person yeah. you're like yeah i like the yeah. i like the sound of this guy oh yeah but i mean you kind of wonder like how far it went like with the married couples especially like was it like that they were going to this guy and he was like oh yeah there is a way that you can have children that's no problem I can fix this up for you and they had no idea when like maybe there is a circumstance where you know uh that type of insemination like wasn't going to work for them anyway and he was like kind of taking advantage of the situation I suppose they didn't go into as much detail but it just seemed to be like quite a few married couples having fertility issues went to this guy and didn't know that um 
for the men anyway that that wasn't their biological child um I just think that that's that's really really sad and then for the women to realize oh my god I have been like pretty much raped with my doctor's sperm yeah yeah 100%. it's horrible you you've been forced to carry like you've been mm-hmm. totally misled the whole time yeah also I'd say for those couples the first ones who found out it's not their child I'm sure the husband probably thought that the wife had cheated before they before they actually figured out oh it was the doctor's sperm like I wonder how yeah um because if you if I were a man and I found out my kid wasn't mine maybe it was true DNA thing I would automatically think okay who the fuck were you sleeping with and then if my wife yeah. was like I think it's the doctor's sperm I'd be like sure but like yeah. you know and then they find out but like I'm sure there's a lot of contention for those first people before they found yeah. out I mean um a couple of the women were describing how the other thing that's messed up was the doctor was literally the one inseminating them so we had like his sperm like in a whatever freaking syringe or whatever like inserting it in them and like one or two of them were describing how like he would basically like have them with their legs up leave the room for a few minutes and come back in and it's like that's what was happening like and they were like one of the women was saying like and it's like I suppose it's like what we were talking about before. Like sometimes it's just the little details, the little things that really kind of get to you. But she was one of the mothers described how he took my husband's sperm like it was nothing and just like tossed it in a bin and then put in his own. And that like even like a little detail like that is just so devastating. I feel like anyone who hasn't seen it, I've probably given it all away. Um, It is quite a distressing and upsetting watch. I mean, there's a bit of justice at the end of it but I don't know it's uh but I mean like like Netflix has some like great um you know uh true crime um documentaries out there and everything like another one that I loved um just since we're on the topic of gender relations like the tinder swindler also like blew my mind I absolutely loved that um and again it's another one that's really like good and educational for you know, men and women to see that what that guy did was so wrong. I hated the fact that there was a backlash after it of people being like, oh, well, those women were dumb. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but that literally could have happened to anyone. And they very, you know, effectively show that how these women were like kind of, you know, reeled in um, and how like kind of manipulative, manipulative that guy was like, again, it's another reason why I'm like, oh my God, thank God I can just avoid that whole thing of like online dating. But yeah, I do not envy anyone who has to go into that cesspool and figure out the genuine people from the absolute like con artist, crazy people. Yeah, oh, it's not easy out there. No, it's not. And there's a lot. I had a guy who conned me as well because um you know, we were dating and he like needed money for rent, like something happened and he got fired, needed money for this. And it was only like a while later. I was like, oh, such so naive. But, you know, when you care about someone, you kind of like, you know, you'll you'll kind of do you, you especially I, I don't know, maybe. I, well, I, I know, like growing up, my dad would do anything for anybody to help them. So that's kind of like my back background where, of course, you help someone in need, but you don't realize it's so, so easy to get kind of um, conned. I want to ask you, though, before we go, and this is a spoiler for anybody who's going to watch Our Father. Um, I didn't watch that because I thought it was a, a documentary about a priest. I just saw Our Father and I was like, oh, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> um, but did did he say why he did it in the end? Um, he didn't really. And um, he actually meets the children and they kind of <laughs> ask him why he did it. And he just kind of like 
shies around the fact they go into like a couple of different theories as to why he did like was it just like an empowerment thing at one point they kind of go into this whole idea of he was something of like I don't know if I'm kind of explaining this right but he was something of like this kind of cult local religious leader and it kind of goes into this idea of like was he trying to like create like this kind of new like Aryan race or something like that because all these kids had like kind of a lot of them had like light hair light eyes you know Caucasian and stuff like that um so yeah no it it doesn't really explain he it sounded like he was just sick and I mean like you you'd feel for his own family you know like how can you live with that afterwards um he like, probably just got off on doing this to the women and then maybe you wouldn't even know maybe there's like a video of him inseminating them like he could have a camera set up or maybe this is just what he gets off to oh dirty yeah bastards. but like like I like imagine like being that guy's wife you know, I know and learning about, about this it's so like horrible. I know like obviously she wasn't interviewed and stuff but just like the repercussions for everyone because of what this one man did it's not even what this one man did as a one-off he did it over and over and over and over and over like just completely grotesque yeah well thank you so much where can people follow you and listen to you and what what do you want to is there anything you want them to tell you to find you on um twitter is kind of my like go-to and i like share you know podcasts i do there and like different radio segments and stuff like that um so that's at deirdre malumby and you spell that d-e-i-r-d-r-e-m-o-l-u-m-b-y and it's funny because i spelled that out for for a british person the other day and they were like i don't know what you just said (laughs) so i don't know what the americans will be like listening to that but um maybe irish people will have caught it i don't know (laughs) and when leland will spell stuff for me sometimes and it like really frustrates me because i'm like i don't know what you just go slow okay (laughs) because we just pronounce the letters differently and when he does it so quickly i'm like i don't know i don't know what you just said (laughs) yeah Okay, that's great. Thank you so much. Sorry, I took up so much of your time. Um, but thank you so much. This is amazing. No, thank you so much for having me. I know it was it was an absolute delight and pleasure. I will literally talk about like film and TV around any kind of subject for hours if you'll let me. So this is great. Okay, great. Yeah. And Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 